Actually, I'll tell you what did it was a great lap dance at a strip club on a bachelorette night. Okay, expand, please. So (laughs) I I call it my sexual awakening, but it really was. So welcome right. to the Walk of Shame. The Walk of Shame radio podcast. It's not nationwide for Christ's sake. <laughs> Good Lord. Yes. Yeah, I know. After this show. Well, clearly after this show. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome back to the Walk of Shame radio podcast with your host, Dr. Tony Dufresne. That's me. Uh, Lexi couldn't make it uh, this week, but uh, again, we have a very special guest, a Mariah, but not the same Mariah. This week, it's Mariah Perrick, my good friend. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Outstanding. And uh, thanks for coming in. I appreciate that because it was kind of a last minute Lexi thing. She's having a hard time with her schedule, with her work thing. So No problem at all. You know, that's kind of the deal. So the reasons why I wanted to bring Mariah in is because she is a millennial chick. Because we need that vibe and that feedback, that millennial chick feedback. Also, uh, you are uh, Prego. I sure am. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and married. Yes. Right. So millennial, married, pregnant. So basically on the, uh, should I say the upswing of things in regards to you know going through that initial college part, going into the... You know, dating part, doing the relationship part, and um, you know, for the sake of disclosure, I'm very good friends with you and with Chris, your husband. Mm-hmm. Knowing you guys have a kick-ass relationship, which is another good thing, and we're actually not going to talk about that particular thing today, but I think it rolls well into where you're at now. In all of that, we were going through and talking prior to turning this thing on and deciding what we wanted to talk about. Because there's a lot of stuff I'd really like to talk to you about. And I wanted to get both you and Chris on here mm-hmm. eventually to... We can't wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Well, that's what you said before. Well, you guys have a great uh, long-distance story. We've already done that twice. But the long-distance relationship story that you have is awesome. Yeah, so, we think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It worked well. Clearly, it worked out well. It worked out great. Well, up, up to now. <laughs> so far, so good. Yeah, so far. Yeah, you know, one day at a time. But we want to talk about is something that we've both uh, dealt with. And it's and this deals with something that a lot of people deal with in relationships and in their sexual lives and in their dating and in growing up and going through different times of life. And it's it's your body image and body dysmorphia. And I had mentioned that last week, the body dysmorphia thing in regards to having a unrealistic view of yourself now because you grew up with this this image issue. Either you were too heavy or too thin or too tall or whatever the case may be. And you still see that in the mirror. Right. And that being the case, or even if let's just say that's not happening with somebody and they just, and you're sitting there listening to this, you, you podcast listener and, uh, there's, and you know, you just don't feel like you're in shape or you're where you're supposed to be. And it gets in the way. And we were talking prior to this about a couple of friends of yours. There was one specifically I wanted to talk about. I asked you how she was doing, because she's just, she's cute as hell. I mean, she's just, she's a beautiful girl, but uh, she's a little bigger. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was asking you how she's doing and about right. dating and stuff. And what was she saying about the dating thing? Well, it's not even so much what she says as what I notice, which is that, you know, I'll hear these stories of guy friends, quote unquote, who are stopping by the house or, you know, calling and saying, hey, let's go hang out. And they 
take her to do these really fun, cool activities that are clearly date-like. And date, date-like. So she doesn't even say they're a date. No, it's not a date. Okay, it's this not is even, a friend. It's, not it's a hangout. Date. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> that, that's a, that's another show. The whole thing about you know not calling something a date, but you know. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. So basically, it's this whole non-date that we talk about, <laughs> and when it's brought up that well, perhaps this is a date. Maybe this is a guy who wants this to move to the next level or is maybe interested in you as more than a friend, there's this look of horror like, oh, that's impossible. No, no. You know, we're just friends, this and that. And, you know, it's definitely related to a a self-image and a confidence level that's not there. And it's all right back to that body thing. And you think that's the case. Now, she, she hasn't come out and said that, right? But you kind of know. I mean, I kind of know, and it's more just you know underhanded comments like, "Well, what would they think about this?" Or you know, "I need to lose mm. weight," this and that, and that's more in passing. But I'm connecting the two and kind of seeing the the forest for the trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it's a bummer because it's something that I think a lot of people deal with at some point, like you said, and it's something that especially younger people who already have enough pressure to figure out what they're supposed to be doing in life and where they're supposed to be. And they're just trying to figure themselves out. And to top that, you know, to add that onto it is just another added pressure that they don't need. It is. It's terrible. And the thing is, is that there's really, I I wish I could say that there was a, there was a pill that you could take or a cure. Of course, we don't, we know that's not the case personally, because I can speak from this personally. I, I still deal with this every day because it was such a big thing when I grew up and I wasn't even a fat kid. I was just a bigger kid, Mm -hmm. but it was the whole thing about being a bigger kid and wearing the huskier clothes and then getting the little comments here and there about that. And then, of course, kids in second, third, fourth grade just jump on anything they possibly can. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, they they'll they'll give you a little nickname here or there. So that sticks with you because there's that image thing, especially during that period of time of your life, that creates a very solid and a very concrete neural pathway, actually, to where it creates that that image. And it's very, very difficult to get past that. Sadly, you carry that suitcase with you into your adolescence. Or and into your dating and your relationships, and then how free you are, or how comfortable you are with your body in terms of expressing through sex and expressing through your relationships, right. and that's why I wanted to to bring this up and talk about it. And although we don't have a, it's not like we're bringing it up as a cure, or, or we have a particular cure. Actually, there is something that you can do though, but there's not a, a particular specific cure. But I think it's important to for to let everybody know that this is something that a lot of people deal with. And even and even the, we were talking like the, even the skinny people, mm-hmm. super skinny or super tall or whatever the case may be. And uh, and you've dealt with that too, right? Oh, absolutely. Being, growing absolutely. up and going through. How have you dealt with it? Because you you have talked to me about being on the other side of the mountain on that in terms of getting to the point where you don't give a fuck anymore. And I, and I know for a fact that that's the case because <laughs> I, I've known you for what, five years now, mm-hmm. four years, five years now? And you just don't. I just don't. You just, you just roll with it, babe. And I love yeah. that. I, lo- I, <laughs> I, I love the fact that you just, you just go with it, you know? You're just, I try, you're, yeah. You're, you're like, you know what? I just, I am who I am. Mm-hmm. And just now, what finally got you to the point where you just said, all right, I'm cool with this? I mean, right now... I would say it's because I have no control over how large I am. Okay, I'm just, okay, whatever. Let's take but. The, let's take the pregnant thing out of it. 
But aside from that, right. aside from the pregnancy thing, even before that, let's just say, even before yeah. that, um, because, well, yeah, because that's when you were literally in your, you know, your mid twenties, right? So, I mean, I definitely was somebody who went through the, you know, all through high school, dancer, actress, whatever, you know, very high pressure areas of extracurriculars <laughs> where you're supposed to look great. And you're supposed to be skinny and beautiful and all that. And, uh, I remember, you know, doing the weigh yourself every day and eat an apple for lunch and all that crazy bullshit. Oh boy. Um, and thinking I was huge. And then, you know, you get to the next phase of your life where you're 10 or 15 pounds heavier and you think, wow, I look pretty good, <laughs> but I look like crap now. And then another right. 15 comes yeah. on and you're like, what the hell's wrong with me? Why don't I ever think that I'm skinny when I am? Because now I'm just bigger and bigger. So anyhow, um, I would say that when I f- really started to gain my confidence was when I signed up and trained for a half marathon. And for me, it was that push to do something that is harder than you think you could actually handle. Hmm. So kind of seeing that your body is something more than just fat or thin or, or whatnot, but that it's strong and that it's capable and that it has endurance. And so I started to see my body as more of this tool Mm. and started to see it as more of, you know, something that was reflective of my health and my Mm -hmm. determination and my personality. And so that really helped, you know, accomplishing that goal. But then, I mean, I still went through some ups and downs even right after that because my weight fluctuated. And, you know, I went through some big moves when Chris and I we're first dating. I moved out to be with him and then, you know, was sort of out of my comfort zone and gained mm-hmm. some weight there. And that's yeah, like think, the freshman 15. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what happens all the time. You right. know, something new. Yeah. Big changes, new environments, sure. new people, whatever it brings it on. But I think, and I don't want to credit this all to being in a relationship because you shouldn't be getting validation from somebody else. It's got to come good, from very again. good point. Right. Somebody has <laughs> been listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but it certainly helped to finally be in a relationship that was not based on just appearances, that mm-hmm. truly was full of love and it was an unconditional type of love and it was a mutual understanding between people that no one was going anywhere based on looks. That, okay, that's a great point because... Shouldn't that mean that, let's just say if you're in a relationship, that if the person doesn't really accept you for who you are at that point or at that moment, then there might be an issue there Yeah. in terms of that? Now, I'm not saying because if, and I've been in this too, I've been in this situation where I've gotten into a relationship with a girl and then she just started packing on the pounds. I mean, Mm -hmm. she just started, but it was because of, It was because of her lifestyle change more so, and it was more of a health thing versus uh, just the weight aspect. Mm -hmm. But I did did point that out, and I wanted to point it out, not for the fact that she was gaining weight, but for the fact that she was kind of off her kilter a little bit in terms of off off of her balance. I don't see a particular harm in that in bringing it up from the other person's perspective if it's been, if it's a big, if it's a big shift. Uh, and I don't think that has anything to do personally with accepting the person for who they are. Right. That's just pointing out an observation. Um, but overall, if you are with somebody that validates you as your spirit and you as your true self versus not just the fact that you are your whatever your physical vessel is, 
in front of you, then I think that's a huge, huge thing to have. I mean, I, I think it's absolutely necessary, actually. It is absolutely in a re- necessary. In a relationship, yeah. Because there are too many people that you hear about straying because so-and-so gained 20 pounds and I don't want to be with her anymore and she's let herself go. And it's one thing to be concerned with somebody because they've gained weight and it's a health issue now or it's because they're depressed and they have something else that they need to work through and just being that support person or keeping someone on track. I mean... Before my wedding, I decided to, you know, hire a trainer and I really wanted to get in shape and just and feel good, not because I thought that I wasn't going to look good either way, but because I for my own sake, I just wanted to get healthy. I had been in nursing school, I had been stressed and exhausted and not taking care of my body, and it was important to me to make that change before my big day. And so having somebody hold you accountable and say, you know, let's let's go to the grocery store together. Let's buy healthy food together. Let's make this a lifestyle change and and support you. That's that's different. That's empowering. It's not discouraging. So absolutely, and but that brings up another great point. It's a whole thing about you know the crabs bringing you down. Right. And the thing is, when you do make a big change like that, or if you want to make a big change like like that, or if you've ever experienced something like that in the past, you have the people around you that are used to you right. and used to your where you're going. And a lot of times, you may be enabling their negative issue or their thing in regards to maybe if they want the ice cream at night and the fact that you say, okay, sure, why not? Because it's kind of validating their habit of wanting to do something like that. Whereas then all of a sudden you change or you want to make a change and then you find that they're really not that on board with you making that, wanting to make that change. Right. And then you've got the situation where they're trying to kind of pull you back down Mm -hmm. by... By buying the Fritos and putting them in the pantry. Right. <laughs> instead of that, God, I fucking hate that. So I want to circle back into sort of maybe even before a relationship or like your friend mm-hmm. who, who is subconsciously or maybe even consciously taking herself out of the market because she feels as though if she does get into something, then she will have to reveal more to where she puts herself, becomes more vulnerable maybe. Mm-hmm. And puts herself out there uh, to where she will be, I don't know, up up for judgment or something. Right. Have you ever gone through a situation like that at that particular age where you had that issue and it got to that something to that point and uh, were able to break through something like that? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, for sure, I had weird intimacy issues at that age where the thought of nudity, the thought of being intimate with someone or, or letting anybody get that close was horrifying to me mm-hmm. because it just was this sort of like uncharted territory that I wasn't comfortable with because I wasn't comfortable with myself. And I mean, I definitely started to break through. Actually, I'll tell you what did it was a great lap dance at a strip club on a bachelorette night. Okay, expand, okay, please. So <laughs> I, I call it my sexual awakening, but it really was. <laughs> so it's, Who was doing the lap dancing here? A this- really attractive guy that looked like he was right out of a calendar. Oh, so it was one of the, the Thunder Down Under... It, yeah. it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a chick, up. right? No. It was a dude. Okay. It was a dude. Okay, Oiled well, up. please continue. Uh, Low-slung jeans, you know, and up until this point, I had been really embarrassed and really awkward and, oh, don't touch me, I'm not going to get into a relationship because that's going to happen and I'm going to have to turn it down. So I go to this bachelorette party and my friends, thinking they're funny, 
<laughs> slip this guy a 20 because they can't stand that I'm such a prude. Mm-hmm. And that's the ongoing joke. I was Mariah the Nun all through high school. All oh, through so this was, your, this was your gig, right? Oh, this was my gig. Okay, all right. We don't come near. There's a... Right, so you, you had the force field I had the force you. field, <laughs> and that's cool. I knew I had it. And so this guy comes over, and all of a sudden he's in my lap, and then all of a sudden he's picked me up right by my ass, and he's motorboating me in Okey my dokey. sundress in the middle of New York City. And right. I just went... Well, wait a minute. This isn't so bad. This is actually pretty fucking good. Really? So that's yes. So you literally had an epiphany, like a light bulb off on that moment. On that exact moment. No shit, huh? Yes. Wow. And I went, you know what? I've been missing out on a good time. And they say strippers don't contribute this, to society. Ooh. No, he contributed. <laughs> You're welcome, Chris. You're welcome. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, I, I don't knock it. No, knock it till you try it. But I think what it did was it showed me, I mean, and granted, he was paid to do it. So who cares what he really thought? Yeah, who but fucking cares about who, the 20? Who cares? I mean, yeah. I'll give him another 20. So I think what it really did was show me that I was also a sexual being and I could let my guard down and enjoy something for what it was and not overthink it. Huh. And I thought, well, why do I need to overthink anything? Let's just move forward like this. I mean, don't go out and flood the streets and have a good time every night. But, you know, within reason, right. was, have a good so, time. Was that a conscious light bulb that, came, that went off, do you think? No. So it was totally... Boom, ups. it just happened. Wow. And I really, truly think that was the day that I went, okay, yeah, wow. we're going to change our ways. We're going to just have a little bit more fun in life and get rid of this forest field for a little wow. while. And it, was it because you thought that, what you know, if this guy can enjoy my body then why shouldn't I be able to just be cool with it? Because, it, I mean, yes. is, is that kind of where you were, what you were thinking in absolutely, regards to Absolutely, absolutely. And just, you know, kind of that, you know, this is funny. I actually had a gynecologist once who I had a heart-to-heart with, and I said to her, I can't let go. I can't enjoy things. I can't be comfortable, and I don't know how to fix that. I kind of used her as my therapist. And she, I remember her saying to me, you just need to let out the lioness inside. And in the moment, let your primal instincts take over, shut your brain off, and have a good time. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, you know, kind of with words of wisdom like that and then having that experience, it kind mm-hmm. of showed me that this isn't that serious. And I don't want to say that to make it seem like no, it's not no, a big but, deal. No, but- no, no, no. But it's true. It's true. When you, when you get on the other side of this and you look back, you, it really isn't it, the only block the only reason the block is there is because you're putting it there right it comes down to more of a chemical thing with us of course we have to be initially attracted to somebody and that but the thing is is that if we go and approach you or if we start to flirt or if we ask you out or if we start to elevate things after a couple glasses of wine i'm not talking about being shit-faced at a frat party because you've drank you know eight glasses of jungle juice and you don't know what the fuck is in there <laughs> and you guys are just a big sloppy goopy mess right and you're you know and your cop and feels out you know behind the, the dumpster i'm not talking about that i'm no. just talking about you know the usual dog and pony show of dating and all that stuff if it gets to the point where the guy elevates it it's there's something there there's already an attraction there and that's and that comes up against the barrier and i know that comes up against a barrier with your friend and i know somebody that i'm that is a very good uh, girlfriend of mine that that comes up with as well all of a sudden it's time to get to get exposed which is 
exposed physically, right? It's a metaphor for being for being vulnerable totally. But Absolutely. the whole thing, you know, start taking the clothes off and dealing with that kind of stuff. But if it gets to the point where the chemical, it's all about the chemicals, right? So if we're already if we're already physically attracted to you to the point where we've elevated it to the point where we are starting to make out with you, then that's already there. And then it's a matter of us matching up pheromone-wise and chemical-wise. It's the smell and it's the taste and it's the touch and it's all that stuff that will jive with the girl. And and I've been with really good-looking girls and I've been with, I mean, you know, on, on my own scale. This is right. my own gig. And I've been with girls who are who are cute. I've always, I'm always attracted, of course, to, I think they're cute. Okay? Well, you know, of course, oh, why not? Yeah, course. But, but ones that, that would be considered society-wise, like, really attractive that all when it comes down to it that doesn't mean anything no it means nothing because no. when it, it all comes down to the connection that you have chemically it's the it's the it's the it's the smell it's the taste it's the touch it's all that kind of stuff when you connect on that when the clothes come off I, we don't give a flying fuck about right. that stuff it, it, we're not sitting there going oh no she has cellulite right we're it's not, not we're not doing that no it, it it means that means nothing and and overall it just it's just because it comes down to more of a connect we actually turn into more to women more in that in that moment because you guys are so much more holistic in regards to what you're attracted to you're attracted to high value guys and confidence mm-hmm. and and guys that want to take a little bit of a lead and might be most girls right. and and it's not and it doesn't it's not all physical and visual for you guys right exactly and so we turn we really do in that moment we turn more into you know more into the into the girl mindset yeah i mean i can see that so but i want i want i want to let girls know that that's the case and that's what happens so when it does get down to the point where you're making out or you find that you find that you know you're in the bedroom and he starts peeling your clothes off slowly i I know it's going to be tough and i and you've been there Mm mm-hmm yeah, you know, and I've and I've been with I've been with beautiful girls who have a really hard time when it gets to that point. They're you know they want the lights totally off. Mm-hmm. They freak, or they go, or or they go. Oh, I have to go to the bathroom, and then they go to the bathroom, and then they're they're sitting in there stress sweating mm-hmm. and and dabbing off, you know, and and rinsing out and all that stuff. That's I'm real. like, oh, good lord. <laughs> and then and then they come back and say, you know, okay, you know, turn around, and then they get all undressed, and then they get in the bed, and then you have to you know deal with that. So taking the clothes off slowly and getting into it, like you said. Mm-hmm. Makes it so much hotter for us. Oh yeah, I'm sure. When you guys let go and find your inner lioness, lioness. <laughs> <laughs> which is great, and that's and that's all we want. And we because and it's again, it's what the girls say about us. It's the same thing. Confidence is sexy. It's so sexy. It makes a huge difference. Huge difference. We all like someone to yeah. kind of take charge. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, guys like it too occasionally. They we, don't always want to lead. No, we do. Yeah. We do. We uh, we enjoy the back and forth. Right. And if a guy doesn't enjoy the back and forth and he's and if he's pushing you around and stuff, then he's just a giant douchebag. Right. Get that has them. that has nothing to do with confidence. That's that's an overcompensation for an ego thing. Right. So that that's not a that's not something that you want anyway. It should be a push and pull and a back and forth. And you guys you guys should have you know if you want to flip us over and, and jump on top, then flip us over and jump on top. Right, I mean, go that's, for it. We have no problem Unleash with that. Unleash it. Yeah, exactly. The lioness. <laughs> Unleash that lioness. Exactly. So did you, in circling back to your friend, did you offer anything? I to mean, her? I always try to offer up the whole you know. This is partially your age and just partially something you have to go through and, you know, go through it. But 
don't focus so much on, well, you know, 40 pounds from now or 30 pounds from now or, you know, a new haircut, whatever it may be. I'll, I'll be more confident and I'll be ready to date. No, because the thing of it is, like you said before, you can lose the weight and get the haircut and grow seven inches. I don't care. If you don't have an internal confidence, a true confidence where you have accepted yourself, it doesn't matter how many changes you make. That's an amazingly good point. Right. Is there, do you have any ideas about strengthening that internal confidence? I mean, I think a lot of it is just being really um, deliberate about what you do. So, you know, it's waking up in the morning and saying, you know, maybe you go through things that you're really grateful for in your life. Maybe you go through your own talents. I mean, I don't want to sound conceited, but sometimes when I'm feeling kind of low, I will literally go through and list off all the awesome things about myself in my head. I don't no, need to a, tell that, somebody else. That's a great idea though. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. and and stuff that's not just not just physical stuff, but I mean, you know, things you've accomplished, your education, your job, how awesome you are to your friends, your family, your travels, whatever it may be. Like, how am I a really cool, well-rounded person that gives back to society, makes a difference, you know, has awesome connections with people. And if all these people around me can love me and appreciate me, then why wouldn't a guy? Why wouldn't you, know? you to yourself? And why wouldn't you to yourself? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, why can't I see what other people see? Mm -hmm. So I think the more you think those thoughts and become really deliberate about how you view yourself, the more you almost trick your mind into believing it's true because it is. Yeah. That's funny because that's exactly what happens. Exactly what happens. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and, and I talk to my clients about, about having gratitude. Yes. And that's in and, and, and just starting the day and, and being grateful for everything. And that's about, and that's why I said at the be beginning of the show, it's not about having a particular cure for this, but it's about kind of giving you a tool to use. Right. And it's exactly what you said. All the good and the bad exists in the same realm. Uh, every single day, there's a there's both sides of the coin mm -hmm. exist. There's good stuff that happens and bad stuff that happens, and then good things that people say to you and shitty things that people say to you, and even things that that somebody will say to you, you could take either way. Right. You could take as in, oh, they called me a fat ass, or you could take as in, oh, they're having a bad day. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of dialing yourself in with that what you said in terms of making the list, and that's not conceded at all. That's grounding yourself in your value. Right. And that's what it is. It's yeah. It's not about comparing yourself to anybody. That has nothing to do with no, your you can't. your your accomplishments that you that you were talking about and being grateful and listing the things off that you should be grateful about that, that you you are grateful about. You just have to get your mind right on them. It, they're about your own accomplishments and your own expansion. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with competing against other people or comparing yourself at all with. You know, whoever is on the cover of Women's Health or something. Right. We were talking about that we earlier. Were. <laughs> <laughs> you had a great post. You had, oh, a, I had great a great Facebook post, post uh, about oh. that. Yeah, you did. Tell what you put in the post. All right. So I get home today and, you know, I'm sweating. I'm in my extra large scrubs because I've been <laughs> at the clinic all morning and I'm just a hot mess. And, you know, I tried on my other pants and they were busting at the seams, whatever. It's fine. It is what it is. <laughs> so I get my mail out of the mailbox and I have a fit pregnancy magazine and then my college magazine. <laughs> and I go through the fit pregnancy and I'm like, 
Oh, screw these bitches. <laughs> they are out of control. And like we were talking about before we even started recording this, like this is your past, man. All right. I spent 30 years trying to get my shit together mm-hmm. and be healthy and stay in shape and mm-hmm. whatever. And this is my past to just sort of like, you know, eat like 15 gallons of ice cream if I need to, mm-hmm. because I can. Yeah. Why and, not? Right. I mean, I'm not condoning being unhealthy. I'm not smoking or drinking or eating sushi, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to have a little fun with it because I'm supposed to gain weight. I'm supposed to be a little soft. Mm hmm. People are lifting shit for me, and that makes me happy because usually I'm the one that has to do it for everyone else. So right. it's kind of nice to just relax a little bit. Yeah, just 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 lean into it. Just lean in, right? Just lean in, lean in. right? Have fun with it, embrace it. Just be down with your fat self, right. and you know, I'm like looking at these women with their two percent body fat and the oh, wait, I'm back to my pre-pregnancy weight one point five days after I gave yeah, birth. I don't get it. No. I, I, I don't get, I just don't, that, that stuff kind of freaks me out a little bit, to freaks be honest me with out you. so much. Yeah, the, the yoga chicks that have the baby, first of all, the bump is literally just the baby outline on them because right. they still don't have any, which can't, I don't know, I'm not a medical person, I'm, I, I'm in the soft sciences, but that can't be healthy. <laughs> no. Hey, can that be healthy? I don't think so. You need a little fat, you need a little bit of extra cushion. Your body yeah. is trying to fuel you and a baby, your body is trying to soften and get ready to deliver. And I'm not saying you can't be in shape. I mean, great if you want to do it, but... But the whole thing is, is they're promoting this. Right. And like I, it's I the I norm. I fucking hate that. I hate the fact that they're out there doing this, the Instagram chicks, the pregnant yes. ones, and the ones that are promoting the, the after baby body type of stuff. I it again it's skewing us way off and it's just making it I think it's just making it worse because it's making it worse. these chi- I guarantee fucking to you these chicks are not the ones that have been battling their weight their whole these have been the skinny chicks right that have or, or the super fit ones the ones that just have that genetic predisposition that they've never had to deal with this kind of stuff before and then they're out there throwing their you know their their yoga their crop top, whatever that, they, <laughs> whatever the fuck they call that thing, and they're out, they're out there showing their bump, and then they're you know, and then a week later, there's you know, she's got a six pack again. So right. it it just and you yeah you, you. I mean, a I'm lazy, so it's fine. I mean, I go to my <laughs> yoga class, and it's sort of like let's just sit here and stretch till we shavasana at the end, and mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. But I truly think that a it's crazy, but B, it just promotes this, this set of expectations that are unrealistic. So it's not bad enough. If it wasn't bad enough that you have to be pregnant for nine months and then heave ho a baby out your vag, mm-hmm. I mean, now we're supposed to in a week look amazing again and we're supposed to be on Pinterest and our baby's supposed to have everything handmade and mm-hmm. a nursery at a pottery barn mm-hmm. and oh we're supposed to go right back to work but also somehow not feel guilty about working sure. because now we're an asshole because we're not around our baby so well, I'm glad like, you realized that finally That's, oh you know <laughs> I mean I'm doing whatever I want so I just feel bad though because I see so many women and I I know that they look at all this and they take it as Bible and yeah. they they have to be perfect in every aspect of their lives instead of just embracing the fact that they're a mom, they're not going to be perfect mm-hmm. and it's okay if you have baby weight on you for a while mm-hmm. and it's okay if you work or you don't work and mm-hmm. you know what if you make your little DIY crafts off of Pinterest and throw your kid the most perfect birthday party. Great. And if you buy a cake at fucking bashes, yeah. 
The kid doesn't give a shit. No, the kid Nobody gives cares. the kid gives zero shits. <laughs> zero and shits. Ne- neither does anybody else, and uh, unless you don't have any alcohol at the party for the grownups. Correct. Because if you don't, then that's an issue, and I would have an issue. Big with that. issue. But you were talking about your college. Uh, oh my you, god! You, so, Jesus. so you so, so you get the yoga chick that has zero body fat, right. and then in the, in the same <laughs> mailbox, you get your college newsletter. Yes. And it's like the Christmas letter that that family sends out. <laughs> oh, and you I, know which one I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I do. Yes, I do. You know, yes. little Billy is the varsity <laughs> athlete and he's on a full ride to Harvard. And we just made $100,000 more this year than last. And we uh-huh. have an in-ground pool and 10 convertibles. Mm-hmm. You know, like it just is a little salt in the wound to the rest of us. who yeah, are A little living, twist of the knife. A little right? twist of the knife uh-huh. for those of us uh-huh. living fairly mediocre lives. <laughs> and so, you know, I... I would like to consider myself a, a fairly <laughs> intelligent person. Maybe not incredibly intel, but fairly. And uh, it's a sliding scale. It's a sliding scale, yeah, in my yeah. opinion. You uh, know, mine too. Sure. Exactly. So you know, I get the magazine, and and ever since I graduated and have gotten this magazine, all it is is just one big friggin' circle of acknowledgments <laughs> of how. Everyone around me is doing 900,000 things more. They've uh-huh. cured cancer. Uh-huh. They've published a paper. They're going to get their doctorate for the 17th time. Uh-huh. Like, people, <laughs> calm how, the Christ down. How are they doing the, all these things? This is all in like the last month, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of these things, one person in the one last person. month cured cancer, got their yes. eighth, uh, eighth doctorate. Yeah, I know. I, that's, isn't that... How, blows how, my mind. How? How is that possible? I don't know, but I'm tired for them, and I want to. <laughs> I want to send them on a vacation, and I want to just tell them. I mean, like literally, does anyone just sit and watch DVR or 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 go to work from nine to five and just mm. punch in and punch? In? I mean, you know, and who has the money to do all this? Yeah, good, I'd like to know point. that. Good point. Fifteen degrees later, uh-huh. how are you doing that? <laughs> who is your sugar daddy? <laughs> right. Introduce me to him. Uh huh. You know, I'm like, can I just pay for my groceries? Can I just, like, I'm counting my beans over here. Uh-huh. So I'm not even going to read through half those magazines. So uh, anything else uh, in terms of this whole body wrap it up type of thing? This body wrap it up. I mean, I would say if I had to give any advice, it would be be patient with yourself. Have a little come to Jesus once a day if you can. Do your gratitude thing. And... um Focus on feeling good and being healthy. When you are doing things that make you happy and feel alive, you will automatically just get to a better place with your confidence and with your image and all of that. I mean, if you sit around and sulk about it, you know, nothing's going to happen. But if you go out and you have purpose every day and you, you know, exercise because it feels good and because you want to and it's healthy, your body's a tool. I mean, you could have no legs. You could have a horrible, catastrophic thing happen to you and have a disease and whatever. Like, you know, appreciate your body mm-hmm. because it works. Mm-hmm. It's a vessel. It's a vessel. It's all yeah, it is. for you to express your purpose and, mm-hmm. and to get your job done on earth, man. Just, exactly. just get it done. And I, the last thing I want to say is from a, a guy's perspective to a girl, and I know most most of the uh, our listeners are 18 to 28 and the girls. That's yeah. that's just kind of the demographic that we have. So in speaking to you guys from a man, from a man's perspective, be okay with it. We it, if we're attracted to you, we'll let you know, and it's we're going to be attracted to you. And if it gets to the point where we are making out and we want to take it to the next level, then it's going to be about chemistry. It's going to be about emotional 
connection. It's going to be about all that. I mean, what we would like is is for you just to own it mm-hmm. and to be okay because we are already okay with what who you are right at that point. And so the more you accept it and the more you become comfortable with yourself and allow us to peel your clothes off slowly <laughs> with a scarf over the lamp. Right. We got to have some light in there, man. It's a, it's a, it's a nuance. It's a nuance. It's mm-hmm. it's hot. It's super duper hot. Totally dark room takes a lot of it out. I mean, because we're visual right. and we're already ready. We're ready for it and we want it. Right. And so just go with it. That's all I'm saying. If it gets to that point, be cool with it because we are. Well, thanks. Thanks, Mariah. Hey, anytime. Thanks for it. Well, it might be next week. All right. Perfect. <laughs> you know where to find me. <laughs> we'll see what we'll see what the dealio with, with uh, Lexi is and we'll go with there. All righty. All right. So thanks. Uh, thanks again. And remember, it's javabud.com, the website. Uh, and I just uh, redid that. And I can't have talked about this the last three weeks, but I've rebranded it and it looks super cool and it's mobile friendly. So go there. You can listen to the show there and uh, you know talk to me and all that kind of stuff. At the Java Bud, which is Twitter. And also Instagram, the Java Bud, and Facebook. And it's, you know, it's the usual stuff. Um, out there. So uh, have a great week. And we'll talk to you later.